Hey, y'all. We're We're the Antonellis. And we own Antonelli's Cheese Shop in Austin, Texas. With our Spark Cash Plus card from Capital One, we earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase. And it has no preset spending limit. So our purchasing power adapts to our business needs. We use our cash back to help take care of our most valuable asset. Our people. It may sound cheesy. But we like it that way. Capital Capital One. What's What's in in your wallet? wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash SparkCash Plus. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Second hour of old school on 97 The Ticket. Uh, <laughs> 402, 464-5685. Starting him and text on Honda Lincoln Hotline. The YouTube feed is up. And you guys are active on it. Thank you very much. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. Greatly appreciate all of you. Uh, you, you folks who are uh, leaving tips and making donations, you're greatly appreciated as well. Allows us to do some of the really cool stuff that we're doing and the stuff that we're trying to do. Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado. The Mercado, located at 84th and Havelock, certified Piedmontese beef and their uh, ingredients. Plus, they have excellent appetizers, dessert menu, butcher shop. Um, the service is really good, and the uh, the restaurant itself is real spacious. I really like the vibe when you walk in there. It's still it's modern, but it's classy. Um, but you don't got to be you know suited and booted. You can go there and visit what business casual probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great location, great parking, uh, all over, all around a home run. Nathan will button up. He'll button up. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, go He'll ahead. He'll button up. He'll wear the you know his two his two sizes too small. But I got a no, couple of them. I, I don't think he needs to wear a suit, but I can see him coming up in there with some slacks and a shirt. Just th- mm. just keep the coat in the car. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get it in. We were talking about Mickey Joseph and today, and there's several conversations that were had along the way, but the word that's being thrown around, uh, or the two words that are being thrown around, is next and interim. And I'm all in that Mickey Joseph is next. I'm all in. I'm not. Uh, single focus is how I work anyway. So Mickey Joseph is the current head coach, and they put the interim tag in there, and people use that. In a negative way. In, in a negative way, what's well, to drive attention away from the fact that Mickey's running the program now. Like Mickey's right. running the program. His personality will be injected into the program. His knowledge and wisdom will be projected uh, uh, – will be put into the program – but the phrase in interim, and I, I had this conversation with some reporters today, and I'll say this before I give it to Jay to, to, to tell us what all of this means to him. But I spoke to a couple of reporters today who were using that interim tag. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait a minute, who's doing your job now? Well, I am. Okay. Are you interim? No. Oh, they can't fire you. Well, yeah, of course they can fire me. If you didn't do the job well, could they fire you? Well, yeah, they probably would. Right. But you're in the job, and if you continue to do the job at that level, at the 
designated desired level, it's your job. Right. <clears throat> so I said, I, I get what you're doing. Probably should stop. Focus on beating Oklahoma and letting this man do what he can do for this football team, this program, and this community. Jay? Right. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think Mickey's worried about that nonsense. I think Mickey, you know, the advantage that Mickey has, he's been in the business a long time. He knows it's the business. He knows the the – the traps that can be set by people if they're if that's what the, their intention to do. Uh, he has a, also, a, you know, he's in an advantageous position to where he, I think his cousin's at Texas and then his brother obviously is in the NFL. So they talk all the time about things outside of, you know, route trees and coverage. Now, I'm sure they cover it all, but, like, they they understand the, the nuances of being in these high-profile positions because being a, a college head coach is just like being a defensive coordinator uh, in the league because you're out in front, you know, and you're you're sometimes as popular or um, as as much needed in front of the camera as the head coach, depending on how your uh, a unit is doing. I mean, a perfect example, which is for you young people that don't know, is like the 85 Bears. It was Mike Dicka and Buddy Ryan. I mean, that was it. You didn't even know who the offensive coordinator was. But if you, and both of them now was by personality, but it was also because Buddy's defenses or defense or defenses were so dominant. Mike Dicka, head coach, phenomenal Hall of Fame player, big personality, and they, you know, obviously so forth and so on. So I don't look at Mickey as like the entertainer head coach. I look at him as, you know, head coach. I see him, I say, what's up, coach? Or I would say, what's up, coach? I think he's the coach. Um, I'll treat him and respect him as such. Um, if he does his, if he does the job, he'll take care of himself. See, that's what I'm talking about when you're secure in what you're doing, right? He knows he goes and does his thing, and and, and and the team can kind of follow his lead. He ain't got nothing to worry about. So why would he worry about some title or, or you know, or you know, um, or anything like that? He, he I'm sure, you know, he's he's operating as he's the head coach, and that's what you need. And if I, I wish Nebraska would get past the poser stage, and the being in the poser stage is a big reason why we're at where we're at right now. An analogy I could give you is this. If you're going to buy like an SUV or something or car, and the first thing you ask about is the matte paint paint job, what size are the rims, does it have the fender, is it dual exhaust that makes a lot of noise so you can ride up and down O Street, or you know what type of windshield wipers or, or headlights or floodlights it has, does it light up underneath the car when you open the door at night, all that. Well, we need to worry about the engine and what makes it work because that's what's going to drive this football team. And that and everything else that's going to kind of spread out off over that is going to be the assistant coaches that are going to be able to articulate and live, you know, the foundations of the football team in their own way. And then you, it's just going to springboard from there. And so, you know, worrying about we, – we've hired off a resume before – which I think at that point in time was the right hire. Don't, nobody can sit up here and tell you that that wasn't the right thing to do. We, we've, we've done the opposite one where the, my analogy is if you, you know, you know, one girlfriend was blonde, didn't work out. The other one, we're, gonna, we're just going to get the total opposite brown hair. We've done that. We've, we've, we've uh, hired the, the, the total opposite again or going from Frank to Bill Callahan so we said, you know what, our old reliable uh, car that doesn't really break down, yeah, maybe we got to do a little bit of maintenance, but it's paid off, and we know when it comes down to it, 
if we if we gave it a little bit of a tune-up, it's going to get us to the finish line. Well, that's not good enough. Well, let's go with the new improved car that everybody's talking about. And then we traded that one in. And then we went to something totally different. So at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is we get the, you know, the best, you know, coach, the coach and coaches possible and assistant coaches are possible, so forth and so so on. And so, um, you know, Mickey has all those qualities that, you know, Trev was talking about he, he looks for. Now, Mickey does a good job. I'm sure he's going to be under heavy consideration to be the head coach for years to come. So it's a tremendous opportunity for him. If, if people want to sit there and try to dumb down where he's at right now, then that's their personal choice. But you also have to make sure, you know, I'd li- you know, I don't know who these people who it are because I don't really get into all that stuff. But I'd like to also see, like, okay, well, that's how you want to do it, right? If you want to just say, okay, well, you're just an intern, right? You can say, oh, well, you're an intern, you know, like a, you know, running the board. You're just an intern. Okay, well, if you do a really good job in being an intern, then what? Did, now, did you did you say, well, the last person that was the intern or interim or whatever, he was a coach. Well, he's kind of he's a so-so coach. He's a losing coach. Hey, this is losing coach Jay Foreman. No, you didn't. So just show him their respect, because because at the end of the day, this is what people just because you might be able to dice somebody out up right now and get spicy with them right now, it gonna come back to you. Because you're going. What, what, what are you going to do if you want to sit down with him and you can't get there? Based on how you choose to approach right now, is it an ideal situation for Nebraska football? No. Ideally, everybody assumed you know we wanted Scott to do you know the best job possible and not even be having this conversation. Is it you know I'm sure I can't speak for Mickey. But I can guarantee you his first time being – or not first time being a head coach, but at the time that he's the head coach at Nebraska, this isn't probably the ideal way that he came about it. But this is the way it is. That's not changing. So if you got a problem with it, a personal problem with it, that becomes a you problem because it's not a Mickey problem. It's not a administration problem. It's not anybody else's problem but your own. So then that it's either you get over it or not. So whatever you're insecure about, it's no different if it's no different if like when I was a or not yeah it was okay when I played linebacker right and they drafted Corey Moore from uh, Virginia Tech, you know when I was playing, and on the 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 draft you know ESPN draft, they were saying oh well they need a pass rusher Corey Moore is going to come in, he's going to you know possibly push Jay Foreman to take his spot. I'm secure in what I'm doing. Yeah, Corey Moore was good in college. But I know what I can do. I'm not going to be taken back by him. And Corey doesn't, you know, he's always a pass rusher. So he's never really dropped in in coverage. So if he has to, hey, man, you know, give me some tips on how to play cover three or how to play fire zone, what am I going to do? Clam up because I'm so insecure that uh, another guy is here. You get what I'm saying? What, what, what does that tell you about me? You get what I'm saying? Then I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to pay it back or forward or whatever because I know I was in that position. And I was fortunate enough to be helped when I was a young player. I always talk about Troy Dumas and Clint Brown, Phil Ellis, right? Even even Dougie Fresh, Doug Coleman, all those guys, even the defensive line, like when I was a freshman starting. And then when I got in the league, I was, I was able to sit right between Bruce Smith and Thurman Thomas. So what they were talking about, I was able to kind of – 
process. But at no point in time did Sam Coward, John Holosek, or Marlo Perry ever not share information or ever say, well, that's just a rookie or that's just a freshman or the expectations change. So I wouldn't do the, do it. I wouldn't do that, but I wondered how those people react if, you know, when, you know, after the first game, no, I mean, I guess I'll start watching it, but I, again, that's, if you personally choose to tell like at some form or way to negative, like black cloud over Mickey Joseph being the head coach for the next nine weeks, that's what you choose to do. There's and if so that much- makes you feel better that when you write your articles or tweet your tweets, then so be it. Yeah, I, I, I think for me that what just as you work off your experience, right, the things you went through, been in too many college football, pro football, pro basketball, pro baseball situations where coaching turnover happens. And if you're able to be around these programs or teams, you find out how business is being done. And there is a difference between when somebody puts somebody in play. The interim coach is a person of trust. Right. Right? Because you're handing over a $300 million franchise. Right. <laughs> you don't just give those keys to anybody. Right. It has to be somebody you trust, somebody that is competent already, somebody that is familiar with the task. I just thought for all the conversation in place for a program that hasn't been successful in five years, in the five years, three years that I've been here, that if you focused on the game, the rest of the stuff takes care of itself. Like Nick Saban says, do your job as best as you can do it and then let the winds and everything else take care of themselves. Right. So why wouldn't you allow Mickey Joseph to just go in and do the job and focus on beating uh, Oklahoma? Well, I don't think they're gonna break Mickey's uh, uh, focus because I mean, look, he's 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 up to. I mean, he probably won't be able to get a good night's rest. Rest, maybe. <laughs> well, he ain't gonna sleep the night before the game because he's gonna be hyped. You know what I mean? So maybe on uh, Thursday he finally tries to get. You know, maybe try and get a cat nap here and there. You know, when things kind of slow down a little bit. So I don't think he even puts a thought or two into it because, you know, he's. You know, he's moving along the process. Nathan, would you read this last text? Would you? Would you the read? most recent one? Yeah, would you read that for me? Uh, who has a problem with it? I haven't heard or seen <laughs> one person act like this is anything but good. What are you two talking about? I want to know who has said something negative. Have you listened to the – have you been listening to the show? Did he hear the caller? Did he read – has he responded to the text that we read on a regular basis? Yeah, I don't know, man. I yeah, mean, I, mean, I, I think Mickey would do fine. I think, I think I'd be, you know, I'm look, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all works out. I think that, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to team to, you know, go out there and compete, play hard. Um, I'm looking for the defense, you know, to get right. You know what I'm saying? Um, to really get right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was looking forward to it this week or last week, but I'm looking forward to step up in a major way. You know, and 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 you know what? Again, the the great thing about it, if I could ever put like a was it lipstick on a p- ugly pig, mm-hmm. is that um, it's all it's all self inflicted wounds, right? But the stinky part about it is that like the the the, the hot summer day, like the day big old pile of manure is, it's self in, it's self inflicted wounds. The, that it the, could be better. 
Well, well, that you well that, be you, that you did it to yourself. Yeah. This isn't a talent thing. This isn't like all it is is getting into the details, playing the scheme better, playing better together, so forth and so on. That's what I mean by that. And you haven't. We haven't tackled well. We haven't closed down the alleys or lanes for to for us to tackle well. We haven't communicated communicated well enough, and we haven't played well as a unit. But those are all things that you can kind of you can not kind of you can all get better, and you can turn them around real really quickly. So in one way, it's 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 great that this is the problem. In the stinky way, it stinks because it is the problem. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you you know we got a new coach. If I was a defense, okay, we're starting our season right now. This we starting from here on out. New chance. This is what we're doing, and that's why I was saying you get the twenty-two guys or however many are in there and make a pact amongst ourselves. This is what we are going to do, and we are going to go about this a whole different way, a way more intense way from here on out. And you would see some stuff that people are used to seeing, and a little bit of the benchmark that they were doing at times last year. And, you know, and then it's, you know, you know, right on schedule. And so then, you know, you got to be a, a viable part of the team. And, you know, that doesn't just stop on defense. It stops. It starts with let's check each other on special teams. It's a big weekend with Mims back there, which I'm telling you right now, if if, if you want to affect the game, all right, that first punt return, four guys hit him. No, no. Within reason, all right. <laughs> look at yeah. look at special teams. Buffalo Bills. Jay Foreman coming. But no, out. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Rec- oh, record. Oh, hold on. You want to hear a funny story? Uh. You know, and um, Steve Smith, who's on, uh, who played for the, or played for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. You know, probably end up being a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. player. So his wide receiver coach at Utah, Fred Graves, was a wide receiver coach at Buffalo when we played him, and he came to us on punt team. He said. He's very volatile. This is before Steve even kind of really started you know. playing, playing, you know, offense. Right. They say he's real. You can get in his head real easy. And I think he might have been a rookie. He's like you can, you can make him real volatile, and you can get a uh, a penalty on him if you do. He's like if you talk junk to him. He's like if you gang tackle him on punt team, and you talk junk to him, and he's like when he tries to get up, you push him back down because he will take a he will take a swipe at you. <laughs> Lo and behold. First punt we we kicked down. There was me, Fred Jones, Kenyatta Wright, uh, Rayon Hill, and our punt team were down there. Sammy Morris, who played ten, twelve years, ended up winning three Super Bowls with the Patriots. Still jealous, that, you know. We he fair catches it all four. We just say something to him, you know, just you know whatever. And then he starts mouthing off as you're going back to the sidelines. We get down there. Uh, Chris Moore is our punter. Put or actually Brian Mormon punts it high. And Buffalo, the Buffalo wind kind of – it was a high – it was supposed to be a sky punt, but the wind came and kind of, like, made it dive. So we knew, okay, it's on. We got we to gotta tackle this dude. So he shake, shake and bake somebody. Then we all kind of hit him, right? And we giving him the business and, you know, the refs coming over there or whatever. So he tries to get up, and me and Kenyatta, right – I remember because I had my left hand, Kenyatta had his right hand. And Kenyatta pushed him in the face, right? I just kind of was just pushing him down the chest because as I was getting up – he. Can y'all push him in the face? He's like, stay down there, chump, right? <laughs> Steve Smith got up, took a swipe at Kenyatta. Right when the ref is there, 15-yard uh, penalty, we end up winning. See? So, when you're dealing with Mims, now, I don't know if he's that type of player, but if you want to take the head off a snake, this is the player that you go get. So, when I'm going into a defensive meeting and special teams meeting, 
That's my target. I want to hit him. I don't want to give him any type of deep passes. I want to make him work, work for it. I even will want him to catch, say, like an 8-yard, 10-yard stop route. Okay, I'm just going to hold you up and let somebody else come in there and rat-a-tat-tat you a little bit. A great example was last night, Denver Broncos, right? Uh, Metcalf got a good pass. Randy Gregory came over, second guy in, ripped it out. That's how you win. Now, granted, Seattle ended up winning, but you go after their best player. Because if you want to change the momentum of the, of the game, you change the momentum of their best player. That's their tempo setter. That's how it works. That's how it works. We're going to throw it early break. We've got guests coming up. Uh, the folks from, from the Kiwanis are here, and they've got an event coming up that we they want to invite folks to and want to share some information on. And we'll talk to them next here on Old School. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 